Hey everyone, welcome to the BME Grad Podcast. I'm Allie. And I'm Grace. The BME Grad Podcast is a podcast built for prospective, current, and recently graduated biomedical engineering students that are wondering about jobs or trying to enter into the industry. Most weeks, we plan to host guests that are in the early stages of their career that can share what they're doing with their degree. Other weeks, we'll try to provide job search, application interview, et cetera, advice that's tailored to the biomedical engineering graduate. So for our first week and our first episode, our guest is Brian Kim. Brian is a 2019 graduate of the University of North Carolina and North Carolina State University Joint Biomedical Engineering Program, and he's here to talk to us today about what life is like in his product engineering role at Plexus. So please enjoy this discussion with Brian Kim, live with students in the joint program at UNC and NC State. So Brian, how did you find Plexus and what, what drew you to um, the job role that you're in specifically? Yeah, um, I found it, um, I was very, I was very fortunate and, and lucky that the events turned out the way they did, right? And I'm not a typical applicant or I'm not a, I'm not a typical, uh, I wasn't a typical student like applying for jobs. Um, you know, you hear these stories about people applying online to like hundreds of companies and you hear back from like a couple. Um, I instead, uh, maybe maybe I just, I wanted to connect more. I didn't really want to fall into the online application stuff. So I never really did much of that. Uh, but to answer your question, I heard about Plexus because they come to your career fairs. Um, so NC State Career Fair, right? But at the time I, I saw something on one of the description and I was like, oh, maybe I'm not eligible. So I actually didn't go to their booth. Um, and instead I found out later that that wasn't a criteria or a requirement, whatever the case is. And I was like, oh, I missed the chance. I never got to talk to them and they're already done, they left. Um, but I, I took that and I worked the networking game and I asked Colleen um, if she knew anyone at Plexus, any of her former students, right? And she connected me with, with, a, with a former student who, works at Plexus, right? And he was able to chat with me. I was able to tell him about myself and why I was interested. And, and ultimately he was like, yeah, you know, you're from this, he was from the department as well, right? He was like, I get it. I know the department, you, you seem qualified. So let me put a referral in. So, so he put in a referral for myself. I got an email later that week uh, from the talent acquisition uh, HR and saying, hey, we would like to give you a phone interview. Then I went through the regular process, phone interview, in-person interview, and then I was able to get the offer. So. The big topic for me, um, honestly, is networking. That's what I did the best, I think, in college. Like I wasn't the best student, and I didn't, I was, I didn't get the best grades or anything. But I really worked on my people skills, and I did a lot of the relationship. I call it like relationship engineering. So I did a little bit of that, um, and that's how I got to Plexus was through networking, finding someone who I knew, someone who would advocate for me, and getting a referral. And so, so what's it been like? What, what's your day to day? What are you, what are you measured by? Uh, what are you responsible for? It'd be great to hear a little bit about your role. Um, yeah. So right now I'm a product engineer at Plexus. Um, this role is in the larger group called design assurance. And what we're ultimately working at is driving products to market, right? So we have the mechanical team, the hardware team, software team. They honestly do all the design in our projects. The product engineers like myself, we don't really design. We help support those groups and we do all of the tasks that need to get done, like testing. 
to feed back to the team and to the design team so that they can uh, make iterations, make them better, and, and be able to produce a good product. So we do a lot of verification. We also do a lot of bomb, build of material management, uh, making sure we can order the right parts, um, keeping in mind lead times, right? Um, that's really important because if you're designing for something and you find out something is either obsolesce, um, it, it's not being made anymore, or it has a lead time of 14 weeks, that could really impact your design. So we work on the supporting side of that as well as transition to manufacturing. Um, so all of these non-design skills to help the design make it to market. So under the design assurance, that's that's what I do every day. Um, a couple of examples can include, I already said it, bomb management, um, purchasing, uh, shipping if we need to, but then a little more of the technical engineering could go into compliance. Uh, it can, we also kind of, we also kind of seep in with quality a little bit, um, but also things like, um, if you look on the back of, yeah, if you look on the back of items, electronics, or whatever, you see all these symbols, right? So the CE mark, the Rojas mark in the middle there, they're all um, compliance, right? So Rojas, for example, is environmental. Um, there, there's some standards out there, and we would do a lot of the um, analysis for those. Uh, what else? Verification is definitely a big one. Formal verification is really important to medical devices, right? There's, it's very rigorous, uh, very stringent, needs to go through FDA. So that, that's a big one. Um, and yeah, just supporting in whatever way, whatever way. So it was really nice to be in because you're very interdisciplinary and you get to work on many things. Sometimes it's mechanical, sometimes it's looking at code. Maybe you don't know all of it, but you help maybe test some things and then talk back to the software team and, and et cetera, stuff like that, prototyping too. Just anything, honestly, is kind of what I've been doing. It's super interesting because you get to touch all elements of mm -hmm. project, right? Mm -hmm. Like you help figure out the bill of materials. Um, it's really important that those, those parts are quality, they are reliable, they ship on time. Mm -hmm, so all right. of that coordination with the supply chain, mm -hmm. you're already thinking about like manufacturing right at the beginning when you're starting the design. And then you get into it and you do all the testing. Those things we learned about in class, those verification validation steps. Right. And then, you know, at the at the bumper end of it, you need to go get it certified by like recognized parties. Um, and that can be that's a whole process in itself just to get one of those markings on the back, let alone five. Yeah. It's um, it's a big it's a big hurdle. Yeah. Yeah. So I just I think it's such a cool role. Um to walk away from even after just two years, what you've gotten from that, like you kind of see how to get the product from design stages through testing certified and then transitioning it to be, um, you know, mass manufactured. A lot of like hiccups come up in the way mm -hmm. there as well. Um, so I think this is a super interesting position to be in uh, right out of our program. I would say if anyone has the ability or the, no, not the ability, if anyone has a chance to get into one of these roles, um, a consulting role, uh, it's very valuable because you get to touch on multiple things. And for me, I didn't know exactly I wanted to do specifically. And that's why this role was really good for me. I got to touch on a bunch of um, areas. So I would almost go as far as to say, you know, I didn't have the most um, in-depth like ability right but I was very interdisciplinary I could think on my feet and just learn um, and that's why this was really beneficial when you went into this role what do you think from our program our degree is there anything that like really gave you a lot of like good skills or maybe just good 
context to be able to do something that you do every day? So that's a fantastic question, and it's something I've thought about a lot. Um, I I don't know if you two, I don't know if we've talked exactly like this. I know I talked a lot to my NC State uh, peers about this, but I actually used to complain quite a lot about the BME department. Um, wondering what can I get from this? Like, what can I learn from this, right? Like if I went to mechanical engineering, I would be great at CAD or some sort of design. But um, so I used to, I used to give BME a hard time. But ultimately, um, looking back, it actually was very beneficial to where I am now. Um, I'll kind of hit a couple points. Um, the first part is just context, right? Um, if you're surrounded and you're in that community for for years and you get to hear all the jargon you talk about the human body so much it helps you become fluent with it and you get comfortable in that field right so whenever i mean i was doing research human related i was doing in my first internship all medical related and this one as well right mostly medical related and so when you're in these interviews on and just in the job and you're able to talk to people and you have a good understanding of how the heart works or or this and that then when you have a medical device that works with hearts you know exactly what they're talking about so having the context um, and being in the field was really good for me. Uh, technically, uh, I will touch on a couple points here. Things like MATLAB, I don't use MATLAB anymore. Um, and we used a bunch of MATLAB, right? Like you, we used a bunch of MATLAB in school. Um, I don't use MATLAB. Not a lot of companies use MATLAB unless they're very research heavy. That's fine though, because I still learned code. And I was on a pretty quick project. It was non-medical, uh, required a couple Arduinos programming. Um, and I didn't necessarily do the programming, but I understood what was in the code to figure out if there were problems, right? So basic understanding of code, that was fine. Basic understanding of mechanical, mechanical structures and mechan mechanisms, that was also good. Uh, basic understanding of electronics, very good as well. So what the BME department helped me was understand the field I wanted to go in and understand how to talk in that field and gave me a good foundation on a, on a shallow level, I will say, right? Because I'm not gonna go and design something, but enough to be dangerous and enough to understand and be interdisciplinary. Um, and that was really helpful for what I went into. Lean Six Sigma was actually really helpful because I took a couple months in manufacturing um, last year and understanding the jargon there as well with uh, Kaizen and, and, and all the lean systems uh, was really good as we're working through, right? You see those lean structures in manufacturing. And uh, even if it's not manufacturing, let's say you stay away from manufacturing, you still have a good mindset about it, all the DMAIC um, structures and DMADV stuff, um, more DMAIC for, for manufacturing, but um, those, were, those were really good. Um, Working through CAD and at least being able to pull it up and being able to look at measurements was is helpful currently still daily. So so CAD was very good. Uh, I'm not as fluent to design again, but I don't have to. I don't I don't necessarily want to right now. So so CAD is also really helpful. And again, the ele electronics um, those courses were are really helpful too, so that I can understand why this resistor is picked for this design and and go kind of further like that. The thing is, what I'm realizing now is what you learn in school as an undergrad is it's all, you know, like I'm already transitioning on from it and the things I'm learning on the job now are what keep me going forward. Um, even if I came out as a mechanical engineer, I might be doing the same thing. Um, it really doesn't matter as much. So I should have given myself a little bit more or I should have given BME a little more slack because ultimately an undergraduate degree is an undergraduate degree and you're going to learn the most of your stuff 
after you graduate on the job, whatever field you get in. Yeah, it's super interesting. I mean, I experienced, Brian, like the same frustration that you did, like while I was in it, it's hard to see like what's going to come from your learning, right? You're not a mechanical engineer. You're not an electrical engineer. You are not a biologist. You're not, you're none of those things, right? It's, it's a very like interdisciplinary education um, that really prepares you for these like project management types of roles. Mm -hmm that you're in. So I think, um, I think the degree really complements what you're doing. You're right. This interdisciplinary nature, I'm starting to understand and realize that it's what I do best anyways. So I'm able to get into fields like manufacturing. So, so actually it's, um, it's January 7th. My last day at the Raleigh site in Plexus is January 22nd. Um, Ali and Grace, you don't know this yet, but I'm actually moving up to Wisconsin at the end of this month for the manufacturing role. So I was up there, right? I told you about manufacturing. Um, I liked it so much that that's where I want to go. That's the next step in my career. Um, so I'll be doing manufacturing for the next however many years, right? And the BME education that I got really prepared me for that. I'm looking at all the skill sets that I need for manufacturing and everything that I am good at. And it kind of comes directly from it, being able to talk in these ways and, and understand the general structures and know a little bit about electronics and mechanical and, and such. So the field of manufacturing, which I had no idea about and learned nothing about in school, is a field that it opened itself up to me because I was in this BME department, right? And and specifically in manufacturing, this is like, I'm in the healthcare sector and in, in our plant. Um, so um, even better, right? Uh, being in that position and having the knowledge I have now. So I'll, I'll say that the BME department prepares you for whatever opportunities open up for you that you don't know about. Um, it's hard in undergrad to, know where you want to go it's easier to look back and say that that made sense and that the story that you're making makes sense in the career so lots of opportunities out there that's what i'm finding out people leave and join companies all the time um a lot of opportunities out there just working hard and and learning as much as you can is the best you can do i think this is really exciting because now we get to talk about two roles instead of one. So yeah. um, in your current role, you said you um, sometimes help transition a design to be manufacturable. So um, in your new role in manufacturing, uh, I'm sure this is different than what you're doing now. Uh, what specifically will you be doing in, in your new role? Right. So in this new role, we don't design at all. Uh, maybe I got really comfortable with the not designing portion of my job, but we don't design, right? So I'm still with Plexus. I'm still with our manufacturing um, operations in Plexus. Um, we will either bring in the designs that our engineering, uh, Plexus engineering designed, and build those, or most of the time we work with customers. So what, what I would do is take their designs, take their engineering builds that they've already done and try to figure out how to mass produce it, right? Um, but even in the mass producing aspect, my company specifically is high complexity, low volume. So um, 
it wouldn't be designs that are super simple injection molded that you can just pump out a bunch at a time. There's stuff like the Coca-Cola machines that I was talking about, very intricate systems that we're building. And I'm specifically in the higher level assembly HLA sector um, in the healthcare side. So for example, um, without getting into too detail because of NDA, but um, biopsies, uh, ultrasounds, um, any of these medical department um, devices that are brought in, uh, we would try to figure out how to manufacture. So, so to bring you into the life of a manufacturing engineer, uh, for my role, I'm still considered a product engineer there, but it's very different than here. Um, product engineer there uh, kind of owns the design. Uh, we get to become the subject matter expert of that design so that whenever problems happen on the floor, you figure out the right people to talk to, you figure out the, pro the problem and the root cause analysis and get some solutions in so you can get the line running. So manufacturing, the metrics and everything is just how much product can you make and pump out the door, right? Without having a lot of defects and scrap because that goes against your metrics. So those are the two things. It's quality and efficiency and making sure you're pumping out the door. Um, specifically, um, this is easier for me to talk about because uh, I'm thinking through my current project that I'll be staffed on. Um, I will become the ex the subject matter expert for this device um, that the design is coming from the customer. We have a process team working on some of the semi-automatic portions of the assembly, and they'll be there until they can implement it. But after that, they leave. And also, um, then I'll, I'll be kind of left, right, to make sure that my line is still running. So I'm in what's called uh, NPI, new product introduction, and working through getting assembly build instructions written. How are, how are the operators going to be building this? Um, how are they going to, how are we gonna have controls in place and um, make sure that we don't have a lot of defects and make sure that we're producing quality equipment. Uh, I'm working specifically right now on a lot of PFEMAs, process FMEAs, uh, to make sure that anything that could go wrong, uh, we have controls in place for what's the risk, that RPN value um, and stuff like that. So really being the technical expert and working with everyone, working with technicians, working with quality, working with process engineers, uh, working with the customer to make sure that we can get the product out the door. Uh, I want to bring it back to your, your current role as mm -hmm. the product engineer. I know we have a couple seniors on the call. Uh, they're, they're job searching right now. And uh, something I wanted to make sure we asked you was, how are you evaluated? Like, you know, what are you responsible for? What types of objectives do you need to meet on a regular basis? You know, what type of thing, like if it, if it fell through, would be like your responsibility, mm, uh, your fault. Yeah. No, what, what are your, uh, what are you responsible for? So I, I had my performance evaluation a couple months ago. Um, they happen at the end of the year, right? Um, it's based on, mine is based on my manager's pr perspective on my work and as well as um, additional reviewers, right? So people that I've worked with who are commenting about my performance. So at my company, um, I don't know about other companies, right? At my company, the evaluations are based on your key job accountabilities. So for the product engineer, um, these KJAs, as we call them, would be specific um, role requirements. So like verification, how far are you getting on that? Are you doing any authoring for like documentation? Um, are you, uh, what's another one? Uh, actually soft skills are in there too. 
So being communicative and being good at those things. Uh, but without going to the uh, in detail about like my specific stuff in general, um, we have these responsibilities, right? And it's like the job description. What are you doing? And that is what determines whether you get promoted or not. How are you doing in those? How are you growing? And so the performance evaluation is directly re reflective of that. So based on those key job accountabilities, my coworkers would say, yes, Brian does a good job here, or Brian um, could have an opportunity to improve here. And then they would rate me. And then afterwards, my manager does us the same as well. And then we have a conversation. So. So the performance evaluation is is really good, right? Because it gives a year-long view about how you've been working and how you're actually stacking in those responsibilities. So do you would you say that the majority of your role is working with teams, or is it kind of like you have meetings and then the rest of your time is spent like doing your own work on your computer, getting things done? What does that kind of balance look like? Uh, I would say in Raleigh, um, Less meetings, the better, uh, because there are a lot of things you need to do. So metrics, right? In Raleigh, in these, in this consult, consulting engineering realm, our metrics are run by hours, billable hours. So if I work for five hours on this project, then I bill five hours to the customer with the rate. And so we like to get a lot of work done because you are able to provide value straight to that company and and bring in the revenue that way so in this role um definitely a lot more like work especially because i'm a junior engineer right um doing a lot of the work you need to um it almost is a little bit of like grinding and doing busy work right because someone needs to do it and you're probably um like you don't have as many qualifications to do some of the higher level design work or something like that. And so, yeah, uh, the work that needs to get done, maybe it's testing, maybe it's analyzing something, um, but still do a really good job and work really hard at it, right? Because no matter what it is you're doing, you you work hard and that's going to take you far. But but back to the back to the point, um, we try to keep the meetings to a minimal, but you know, when meetings happen to get people caught up or to get aligned, of course that needs to happen. Uh, on the flip side, in manufacturing, a lot of my time is spent in meetings versus actual work because there's so many people in place. There's so many processes. Um, everyone needs to be on the same page and de-risk everything as possible. And so in my role of being the product owner, I need to have a meeting with like everyone <laughs> to figure out where they're at. Um, and, then, and then when I have time, I'll, I'll be doing my work. Um, so it's a little different in those two roles. In my current role, uh, definitely less meetings, for sure. Cool. Well, okay. So I'm. We're good to run over time. I do want to make everyone aware that it is 8:57 right now. So does any other students have any last questions that we want to get in? We can keep going after the hour as long as Brian is fine to stay. Yeah, Just yeah, yeah. Want to be mindful of the time. Okay. I'll just, I was just going to jump in and add, it's not uh, really a question, more of just like a thank you for uh, the reassurance there. Um, jumping back to where you're talking about and not like really knowing a direction at some point. And it's a good feeling to know as a second semester senior in the middle of the job search that uh, it does it does work out and that you will find direction eventually. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, think of it this way, right? 
the mechanical engineers are probably also talking about the same thing. They're like, hey, why don't we get a more interdisciplinary stuff? Like, why are we doing CAD all the time? I think any department in undergrad is going to feel this way because when you have a bunch of young students um, trying to make their way into the world and learn stuff, like how do you teach them what they need to know without knowing what they need to know and all this stuff, right? So an undergraduate degree, an undergraduate, the time spent in undergraduate, um, the community is spent to 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 have these classes and courses that you are interested in um, that help stretch your mind and help put you in these tough situations, learn um, and think like an engineer. There are definitely strengths um, coming out of BME for sure. Um, so leverage those, figure out what you've learned, figure out what you have that like a mechanical engineer doesn't have, right? For example, like the interdisciplinary that I'm talking about, all these departments will have things they're lacking. Use your strengths and communicate that out. Um, and as a second year, second semester senior, good luck. <laughs> the, your life is, there's so much ahead of you. <laughs> um, I was gonna say thank you for your time and uh, coming and talking. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, and good for you guys to sit in on these. Uh, when Ali and Grace uh, reached out to me about this opportunity to talk with people, um, I thought it was great. It's fantastic, right? This is the networking that I was talking about. This is learning. Um, just being here by itself will have been valuable too, I'm sure. And keep doing these, whatever they have set up in the future as well. Urge your classmates to come as well. Um, these are the kind of things that stand out past like your regular courses and anything like this. So if there's other people who are also setting up similar things or if you see opportunities, right? Like take those. Um, this is very valuable outside of coursework and, and all that. So yeah, kudos to Ali and Grace for setting this up. I think it's a great idea and kudos to you guys for being here. The BME Grad Podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. For more information on the BME Grad Podcast, visit bme.unc.edu under the News and Events tab. And if you can, please subscribe or follow and leave a review. Thanks for listening.